Welcome to Something to Talk About with Blake, Matt, and Chris. Listen in closely as they might say something that you don't want to miss. Something to talk about. What are they going to say? Something to talk about. The show that's created to make your day. Something to talk about with Blake, Matt, and Chris. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the brand new podcast. Well, week two of the brand new podcast, something to talk about. I am Pastor Chris here with my good friends, Pastor Matt. Hey, everybody. And of course, youth director extraordinaire, the one, the only Blake Wright. What's happening? Or as is known on Instagram as Blakey Pooh. Yes, that's I true. thought you were going to say Blake wrong. Oh, <laughs> hey, how did uh, Blakey Pooh, is that something you're, it feels like something your mom might have said to you, Blakey Pooh. Uh, man, how, how did that come about? Yeah. I actually, I, I don't remember, but I do know the reason I have it on my social medias is because when I created social media in seventh grade, Facebook, uh, my mom said that I couldn't put my real name on there, so I did Blakey Pooh Antoine Wright. Ah. Uh, so, gotcha. nice. Blake, I've always wanted to ask you, how often have you heard the, you know, Key and Peel sketch, mm-hmm. uh, Balak A? Balak A. All the time. All the time, yeah. All the time. Yeah, yeah I figure that's like, you know, the, the girl at the car show, that they're giving away the car, yeah. and every guy that comes up goes, do you come with the car? That's <laughs> old Simpsons <laughs> reference right yeah, That's there. right, yeah. it is. Yeah, so uh, a couple of things. Uh, first off, to get started. A lot of people think that when you work at a church that you primarily, uh, and you are doing the Lord's work, but you're working mostly on Sundays, and maybe you pop in a couple times during the week. That could be furthest from the truth, because that's what I was promised when I started working here. Someone promised you that? That must have been Pastor Paul. It was. (laughs) Yeah, I I started working here almost 20 years ago for $13,000 a year and uh, 20, 20 hours a week which quickly became 54 hours a week under Pastor Paul's tutelage. <laughs> <laughs> Part-time salary, full-time hours. But, uh, but Welcome to ministry. It was, yeah, it was a... So, you know, working, it, it, I kind of made it my mission to fund the place up a little bit. And part of the way that I've fund the place up a little bit, being the director of uh, pranks, is an unofficial title that I have. And so every time a new employee comes to Holy Cross, I, I study them. I For how them. long? Well, Blake, when Long you, enough to discover their weakness. That's exactly right. Blake, you came, and within the first three hours, you told me, foolishly, that <laughs> your biggest fear was snakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as he said this, I go over, and Matt and his wife are in the office. Uh-huh. I go over to Matt his lovely wife, Lana. And I say, uh, you know, Blake's afraid of snakes. And I immediately begin brainstorming. Now, this is within literally the first four hours of Blake's employment. He has no idea that I'm a prankster. The, ki- the king of pranks. And so I go to Amazon immediately. I order the biggest prime snake that I can find. Um, you know, rubber, of course, not a spitting cobra or anything like that. Uh, and the next day it comes in and now I've got this five foot black rubber snake and I'm trying to figure out how I can prank him. And so I get some clear fishing line. I attach it to his rollout chair 
And when he rolls his chair out, the snake pops up. Right? That's the that's the idea anyway. Yeah. Did you get him? Well, Blake, tell me what happened there. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you, I think you tried once before that actually happened. Yeah. So, the first time it was maybe when I was in the bathroom. Mm. And then you repositioned it and you did get me. But nobody was there to see it. Right. And I had the camera set up, but it didn't. Yeah. Record. Oh, right. it did not record. Uh, Which yeah, is a so bummer. Bad. But then I did get him later in the week. Um, we have the, the bathroom door. Yeah, and I tied the fishing line to the bathroom door, and he was in a hurry to go to the bathroom, and he yanked the door open pretty aggressively, and the snake pops up about. Uh, I think that was Matt. I think you. Got oh, Matt it was with Matt. That. Yeah, yeah, you, you did. Matt you got me one. with that, and that's the one where the camera wasn't working. That's right. Yep. So that was a failed prank. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that cost me, set me back about nine bucks. Dang. Uh, yeah, you got me pretty good when I first started. I here. did, I did, and this is probably my second greatest prank of all time, only behind John Thomas, former uh, youth pastor. Here, uh, Matt came in, and immediately Matt and I. This was when Pastor Paul still had his own office, and so Paul said to us, "Why don't you guys, the new senior pastor and the youth guy, why don't you guys uh, share an office?" Yeah, that I think that was Jake's idea, actually. Yeah, probably Jake. Jake. That's why he's no longer here, uh, but. <laughs> Hey, welcome to the podcast, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Matt comes in, and he immediately just starts hanging up pictures. Yeah, it's some good pictures. That was uh, that was the first thing you did. Yeah, I, it's not the in. very first thing no, I did. Well, he signed his he signed his but, paperwork, and then he yeah. started hanging up. I pictures. did decorate the office. That's right. I was into sailing at the time, so yeah. I had some pictures of oh. sailboats and oh, stuff. Oh, you would have thought know? that... Um, it was nautically themed, yeah. for sure. Yeah, you would have thought that the world's greatest sail, sailman, salesman just came in. What sailor. Is, sailor just entered. Did you just say salesman? salesman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Um, I have sleep apnea. <laughs> so I'd appreciate it if you guys didn't it's a good, Yeah, me. it's a good time to bring that up. Um, anywho... Uh, so Matt comes in, he immediately he fills out his W-2, and then he starts hanging pictures right away. <laughs> and not just little pictures, 30 by 40 Yeah, pictures. they were oh, legit with big frames one. and everything. Yeah, yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, and like so one was like this big. This is the first day. And they, they were nice pictures, right? They, were, they made me want to be on the water. And then Matt took me sailing, and I realized how much work sailing it's was. It's a lot of work. And I never wanted to go sailing again. Mm. But anyway, <laughs> Matt Matt puts his pictures up, and I immediately think to myself, day one, I've got to do something with these pictures. So Matt leaves, and then I became obsessed with beating Matt into the office and adjusting all the pictures by a quarter of an inch uh, clockwise. Just a hair off, yeah. right? Just not quite level. So I did that every day for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it was, it was like a month or more. It was about a month. <laughs> wow, wow. And one you were day, committed. You you weren't giving up on committed this. to the bit. So one day, yeah. Matt comes in and he goes, "Is there something wrong with the foundation of the church?" I'm like, "Do we have earthquakes here <laughs> yeah, in like, Lake Mary? What is going on?" And I'm like, "I don't understand what you're saying. What? Every day I come in, these pictures are turned a little bit to the right." <laughs> and so then, now Paul has no idea. Pastor Hoyer has no idea that I'm doing this. He's just surprised that I'm in every day at 7.30 for this bit. <laughs> and so he Matt comes over to Paul. And now Matt has been hired and working for us for three weeks at this point. He goes over to Paul and he goes, Paul, 
Do you know if there's something wrong with like this? Is the church settling on the foundation or what's going on? And Paul is at this point just completely perplexed by like the question. Paul's like, I built this church. (laughs) There is nothing wrong with the foundation. I laid the foundation with my own hands. And so he comes back, he comes back over. And Matt walks out, and Paul looks at me like, did we just hire a lunatic at this point? (laughs) And so one day, I had something going on in the morning. I was running a little bit late. You know, I I speed to get my kids to the school. And then I race back in, and I'm adjusting the photos as Matt walks in about a month after the gig. Caught ya. Wow. Red-handed. Wait, so Paul didn't break on it. He didn't. He didn't know he didn't I was know. doing it. Oh, he didn't know that you were doing I didn't it. Tell I thought you. I thought that he was in on. No, it. No, in previous pranks, I've gotten in trouble by including other people in the bit. Okay, so you didn't tell. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. This was just wow. my personal obsession. Yeah. I can't believe that you That's are. But committed. if you don't mind. If you don't mind, I know I've taken a lot of time. Oh, I have a good prank story, though. No, go ahead. Because I want to tell you, when we come back from the next commercial break, which we have none, I want to tell you the greatest prank I've ever pulled in my entire life, and it was on John Thomas. Go ahead. All right, so mine is, I'm not actually much of a prankster at all, but you know who is? Uh, my lovely wife, Lana. <laughs> she is. And she has every, she's a, a high school science teacher, and Every year, you know, they do school pictures, and she almost always hates her picture. You know, they don't <laughs> let her pose herself, or right. you know what I mean? It's right. got the, she always hates it. And so, but they always give her like eight copies of it or something. That uh, this picture just of herself she hates. Them. Yeah, just a ton of them. I have a copy of yeah. it. So, so that's what she does. She'll frame them. And and slip them places and leave them. So like she put one in your office, yeah, Chris. Yeah. I think it's in Blake's office yeah, now. She, she whited out your name and put Blake. Yeah, on she it. she autographs them for people. Our neighbor, our neighbor across the street had like a piano that had a bunch of family pictures on it, and she snuck hers in oh, there just to see how long it would take that's them to fantastic. notice that she that's was great. up in there. Yeah. So yeah, that's great. That's great. That's great. I, the the picture prank is good. So I have one that you guys might appreciate. I didn't pull this prank. I didn't pull this prank, okay? Uh, this was a high school senior prank that I think it was a class two years ahead of me did. And it was genius because it didn't harm anybody. Nothing bad was happening. But what they did is they went to the local golf courses on the weekends. And this is in Minnesota, so there's no gators. They collected all the golf balls from the, the like little ponds that were there. Yeah. And then they all filled duffel bags. And we had a common area in our high school where everybody would hang out during passing time. <laughs> and they dumped them all into the common area. So oh, the floor boy. was covered in golf balls. That's pretty funny. Covered. Yeah. That's yeah, that's great. a good one. So. All right. My all-time. We're back from the commercial break. Uh, my all-time <laughs> greatest prank was on uh, those of you who remember Pastor John Thomas, the former youth pastor here at Holy Cross. He would always be on his phone, and he had one of those ear things in his phone. He was always little like Bluetooth, on, yeah, like back when it was big, and mm. and uh, he always wore it. So he had been here about uh, two months, and I found this place where you could go online and send anonymous text messages, and and so I sent him anonymous text message because he 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 could not stand cats, 
Uh, he liked dogs. He was a dog guy. So I said, hey, congratulations. Uh, you are now the newest member of Cat Facts. This is a messaging service to get daily facts about cats. And if you'd like to stop, just put stop. And immediately he responds, stop, 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 stop. So I kept sending him cat facts every day. And they started off like kind of uh, innocent. Like, hey, did you know the most popular breed of cat is, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I would research it and send it. Tracy Alardo and Paul Hoyer were both in on this. They thought it was hilarious. I included them. I shouldn't have. <laughs> and so then, like a week into it, he's like, stop, stop. And he comes to me and he goes, do you know how to stop like certain text messages? I'm like, what's going on? He goes, I'm getting these daily cat facts and they're getting weird. Like one of them just said, did you know it takes 87 pelts of a cat to make a coat? <laughs> <laughs> like they just got weird, you know? And so then I started sending them like every hour the second week. Mm. And so I get to work late and Paul Hoyer comes to me, Pastor Paul, founder of this place. He comes to me and he's in a panic. He goes, John's walking over to Verizon to change his phone number because so of CatFax. He's doing it right now. You've got to stop him. I'm like, oh, man, I can't. I got to stop it, you know? So I run down the street. Verizon's right in front of the church at this point. And I said, John, what are you doing? He goes, I got I to gotta stop this. I got to change this. I, gotta, I can't get CatFax anymore. I said, John, I'm the one who's been sending you CatFax. He put his head down. And he ran after me faster than any human being. And, and John Thomas was fast, man. I'm running. He scoops me up like a, like a hawk does a squirrel. And then he dumps me in the dumpster without looking to see if there's anything in the dumpster. There could have been, you know, nails and yeah. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. He didn't stuff. care. But, man, that was my best prank. Yeah, that's, I've always said that I did not realize at the time when you were pranking me with the pictures mm. that throwing you in the dumpster was like on the table <laughs> as a response. Well, I appreciate that you didn't. And I, you know, I am the prankster and I do end up kidding. But I, you know, every pastor that in person that has come into Holy Cross, they have a Chris Johnson prank me story. Those are three of my favorites. Mm. But anyway, we thought we'd start off with something fun there. Um, and if you have any good prank stories, please email us at chrisj at hclm.org. Please give me more ammunition because over the course of almost 20 years, I've almost run out of pranks and I still got something to pull on TJ, the new facilities oh, guy. Oh, yeah. Sweet TJ. Sweet TJ. All right. Pastor Matt, you've got something for us today. Yeah, I thought, you know, we'd talk a little bit about Jonah today. I was recently <clears throat> going over that a little bit in a, in a Bible study, our Sunday morning what Bible do you think? study. Was that a big fish or a whale? Are we clear on that? Yeah, we're not clear. Uh, scripture, the better translation is big fish or yeah. great fish. But, you know, I'm not entirely sure that Scripture makes the scientific, you know, distinction sure. between had, a fish I, and a mammal. I've you had know, kids and that. ask me that question. Mm. I'm like, oh. I do know, oddly enough, there are stories like back when whaling was a big thing, mm -hmm. like in the, the you know, 17, 1800s when they had whaling ships and yeah. stuff. There are a few stories of guys being swallowed by whales and found alive in them. Wow. Oh, later. my gosh. I mean, there's only a, it only happened like a couple, like literally like twice. Yeah. But there's some legit stories of that happening. And, and back crazy. in the early 90s, you were a whaler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not really. Oh, you weren't. Okay. Yeah, no. I, it's a no. different Mal yeah. Wallace, I guess. It's kind of frowned upon today. Oh, the you idea can't of, whale. Of whaling. You can't do yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, this Jonah has this great story. And a lot of times we look at it just as him being disobedient. Mm. 
but one of the things as I was kind of thinking about it recently, and uh, you know, we're Lutheran, and I, I think uh, sometimes of things that Luther taught, and one of the, the things Luther is famous for saying is sin boldly, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Not meaning that he's encouraging us to deliberately sin, but to basically live boldly, understanding that if we end up sinning, uh, even unintentionally, we're forgiven, you know? So just be bold. If you make a decision, go for it. And uh, that's kind of what I see with Jonah. Actually, rather than a story of disobedience, I almost see it as a story of his great faith, because it's almost like... Explain. He, well, so like he had such faith in God's grace and mercy mm-hmm. that he was being just brutally honest about his disobedience, mm-hmm. you know? But yet he still just believed God was going to take care of him one way or the other. So God comes to him. He wants him to go to Nineveh and preach to the people there. Jonah doesn't want to go. Fun fact, the reason he doesn't want to go is because they were the enemies of Israel, and he thought they might actually repent and be saved, and he didn't want that to happen to their enemies. So Jonah basically is like, I don't want to listen to you, God, because I don't want the enemies like turning around. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he, he, uh, I get that. He just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His, his response is nope. You know? And yeah. so he just, he nopes right out of there. Mm-hmm. He, he flees, tries to go to this place called Tarshish. He gets on a boat. God is, causes a storm to come. Uh, I, by the way, I hear Tarshish is lovely in the fall. <laughs> yes, that's mm. right. Great, uh, you know, crab legs oh, there, yeah. I think, Tarshish, right? Yeah. The best. <laughs> They're known for it. Yeah. Yeah. Specialty. Go down uh, to Tarshish. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, he gets on the boat, and the storm is there, and uh, he doesn't uh, volunteer the information right away, but eventually the sailors ask him, you know, what, what's going on? And, and then he's honest. He's like, well, it's me. Mm. You know, God, God's angry at me. I'm, I'm fleeing from my God, mm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And they're like, what do we do? And he's like, well, you're going to have to throw me But they're kind of hesitant right away, right? Like, Yeah. Uh, they're, oh, they're... in fact, even after he says to them, hey, you got to throw me overboard, they do everything they can to try to save his life without right. doing that. They they row as hard right. as they can. Yeah. They can't do it, so they finally give him and throw him overboard. You know what? Let's just chuck him over. Right. So then God still spares him because mm-hmm. still got a mission for him. So that's the whole three days in the belly of the, the great fish. I got to imagine if you're camping out in the belly of a large fish for three days. I've been to some smelly places before, yeah. you know, like a pig farm in Iowa. I have to imagine... <laughs> <laughs> the belly of a large fish does not smell like a Winn Dixie, you know. Mm, like it no. is probably not a comfortable place to do. Does yeah. Winn Dixie no, smell gross. good? I mean, the clean ones do. Okay. Yeah, did you just did you just bust on Winn Dixie? Winn Dixie. The Winn Dixie. If you'd like to sponsor this podcast, <laughs> yeah, please contact Pastor Chris. Yeah, I'm shooting for the Publix angle here. <laughs> so uh, he he goes uh, to Nineveh finally. Yeah. yeah. And he preaches what's got to be the least inspired sermon ever. <laughs> uh, it's basically, I was just in a whale. It's basically just like, repent. Yeah. And, uh, and they do. <sighs> and he gets mad about it. Yeah. And God asks him, why are you angry? And he essentially, so this is, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically says, because I knew this was going to happen. Right. I knew if you sent me here, you're gracious and merciful. They would repent and be saved, yeah. you know? Mm. And so I just... I love just how brutally honest he is, kind of about his own disobedience. And not that we necessarily want to be deliberately disobedient to God, but to me, that's an act of faith, that he knew, even though he was being so horribly disobedient, that indeed God is a merciful and gracious God, forgiving people, you know, to the whatever generation and all of that. 
And uh, and he he had faith in that enough to just be honest right. that he didn't want to do what God wanted him to do. Great. Mm. Now we have to play soccer with the Ninevites. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Great. They're coming to Christmas dinner. Oh, boy. <laughs> and you know they don't bring good food. <laughs> yeah. yeah, unlike Tarshish, yeah. Nineveh, not uh, great not restaurants what, no. there. No, not a good meal. No, so that is a, a good uh, lesson. And, and I guess the takeaway here is that, yes, he was disobedient, but, I mean, he was brutally honest. Yeah. And, and like... Sin boldly. Yeah, he sinned, yeah, right? sin he, boldly. He had that Sometimes, much trust in God's mercy. I have heard people use that. Uh, sin boldly, like, I'm just going to do something I know I shouldn't do because right. God's going to forgive me anyway. Yeah. Probably that's, not what Luther meant. That's not what Luther it. meant. Okay. Right. Blake. <laughs> Dang it. Thanks. All right, Blake. Thanks for clarifying that, guys. I've been <sighs> dealing with that a lot lately. <laughs> <laughs> ah. So, uh, youth going well upstairs. Youth, yes, it's going fantastic. You know, we had another gigantic night the other night. So, Huge. if you have a middle schooler through high schooler, and also big news, I don't know when this is coming out, but the uh, the coffee shop downstairs is almost complete. Uh, we're recording this, uh, and I don't know when this is going to hit the air. It's up to our editor Blake, but um, <laughs> who's just got hired as let's let's it's welcome really Blake slow. as our editing. Person. Thanks. Uh, Thanks. And Adam's going to be, Pastor Adam's going to be doing a song for us. So uh, it's going to be fun. Should we call him Young Blake? Young you know, Blake. Like Rogan does with yeah, young, young Jamie. Blake. Young Blake. You young can't Blake. say Rogan. Young Blake, pull that up for us, would you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we are here in our brand new podcast studio. That's why we're able to produce this. Uh, we're also going to be doing some videos out of there. And uh, yeah, maybe other... this might eventually be a video podcast. Yeah. I, well, they said that we had a face for audio podcasting. Yeah, I don't know what right. that meant. Yeah. It mm. means you're ugly. Oh, uh, hey. All right. <laughs> I didn't know that. So hey, it's time for my favorite. Uh, this is it's, time. Yeah, yeah. My favorite segment of Why the podcast. Why don't you introduce it, Matt? The favorite segment of the podcast uh, the is, only segment that we've... <laughs> yeah, well, no, we, we, we got right, it. You know, we're only on episode two. We've right, already got true. a bit of a flow. That's true. Uh, but uh, is when you, you see something, uh, you see people doing something, sometimes it can be serious, sometimes it can be silly, but when you see people doing it often enough or enough people doing it, you want to just say, just stop, stop it. Just stop just it. Stop. Just, just stop, stop it, guys. It. Cut it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Matt, I think, I feel like you have something on your mind. What, uh, what is something that you want people to just stop? Just stop. Okay. So, I, I realize this is going to be kind of two semi-serious mm. ones in a row, okay. uh, considering what I did for the first episode. But my just stop it today is uh, um, to, to those uh, Christians that are using the Jesus Calling devotional. Okay. Guys, just stop it. Okay. So tell me uh, why. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell yeah, you why. I'm interested. Um, it, it's theologically horrible. Okay. Uh, so it's written in the first person. As God is As typing? if Jesus himself is talking. And it's not using Jesus' words. No, actually. no. It's it's the author's, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's in that sense of devotional. There's still usually a, a scriptural reference, right? right? And then the author uh, gives her kind of thoughts on it. But she does it in the first person. As if she's Jesus yeah. talking, right? See, that gets That's why it's called Jesus Calling. Hmm. But if you dig a little deeper, uh, it goes uh, back. It's based on 
this other devotional that came out, I think, man, it's really old, like from the 1800s or the, the early 1900s or something, of these two women uh, that were referred to as the two listeners who thought they were receiving direct revelation from God. Oh. And mm. so they also wrote that in the first person. Mm. And so uh, the, the author of Jesus Calling kind of believes the same thing. Mm. Uh, she thinks she's receiving direct re- revelation from God. So what I at first thought was just kind of a gimmicky thing, right. you know, writing in the first person, actually has some theological underpinnings that are just really, really wrong. Uh, and so, yeah, if you, you know, I mean, there are, people will disagree, especially people that come from the more charismatic Pentecostal kind of side of things, uh, tend to enjoy that kind of stuff. But, uh, if, if you are not that, um, and you, you know, uh, I, yeah, I just, I would not use it uh, okay. at all. Yeah. I have actually, just stop I've, it. I've, I've, I've thumbed through that before and I was like, I just thought it was weird. Yeah. Um, the, the perspective. Yeah, it's not just some cute gimmick. It's based on a really horrible theological fallacy. Interesting. Mm. Well, thank you for that. Pastor Matt. Yeah. I, I got one that's a little bit more I lighthearted. Okay. Uh, it's, you know, Costco is a wonderful place. It's you my, love Costco. I love Costco. It's my favorite store. They have cheap gas. Uh-huh. Uh, it's cheap, about 25, cheap. 25 cents cheaper it's a gallon. It's only $7 a gallon as opposed to seven fifty at 7-Eleven. Yeah, exactly. So it's cheap. It's most cheapest. Okay. And then they have, you know, just bargain deals for food. Yeah, you can get eight pounds of cheese puffs for four bucks. Yeah. Well, if you hit hit those free samples, you can almost get like a A whole meal. Yeah, Yeah, full meal. Uh, And so we we got Costco, okay? Well, they take back anything at any time besides electronics, but their bring back policy is unbelievable. Really? Yeah, so you can, I mean, you can have something for, I don't know, maybe four years and bring it back. Dead serious. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard a story. Uh, that's for a different I time. don't want this but, salmon anymore. Yeah. So I went to return something uh, a couple months ago, and the person in front of me. Well, wait, what was it? That I returned? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, I can't even think about it. Oh, it was light bulbs. Okay. I, I didn't need them anymore. Well, that's okay. kind of boring. I was expecting I something funnier. Right. I know. All right. I but know. go Sorry. ahead. You don't need light bulbs because uh, these LEDs last for so long. Go I ahead. know. I know. Uh, so the person in front of me, uh, just take a guess at what they returned, guys. Oh. Take a wild guess. What would you return yeah. to a store? Uh, well, I'm trying to think of something I wouldn't return to the store because so, I figure that's yeah. That's was it like melted ice cream or something? Oh, you're you're in the right area. Yeah. Ice, it's close. No, a bag of no. ice. That'd be that'd just be a crazy. bag of water now. Yeah, I would, I would <laughs> shake that. Turn this, my this head. is cold water. Shake my head. Oh wait, so something was it? Something cold? It was something cold. Okay, something Ooh. cold, and now it's not cold, so it's ruined. Uh, Raw shrimp. Uh, I would say close. Chi- chicken. Chicken. Ooh, I'm on fire. No. It was an opened bag of frozen fish sticks that they returned. And Costco (laughs) took it back. So the only thing that I've returned food-wise, this just happened a couple of weeks ago. I go and I get chicken, and I open it up, and it smells awful. Mm, And I just spent like 12 bucks on a bunch of chicken, you know? So Jen's like, you're going to take that back, aren't you? And I'm like, it's kind of embarrassing to take old rotten chicken back into the store. But I did because it was gross. But uh, suppose, but suppose. frozen fish sticks. It's not like they're gonna be. <laughs> it's not like they're gonna be spoiled. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, what was the basis for right. her return? Jeez. Uh, I don't I know. Mean, I should have asked him. 
So I took a picture of it. I got proof. I swear I thought these were chicken nuggets when I bought them, and it turns <laughs> out they're fish. I guess. Will you take them back? Maybe you open those up and you don't like them, and yeah. then you say, oh, "We're just going to take them back. It's Costco. Yeah. They'll take everything." Back. But but oh, so what do you? What's your just stop? Are you just yeah, stop just returning stop food? Re- <laughs> stop returning things that you're just trying to taste test. <laughs> Ah, there, there you go. Taking advantage of Costco's return policy. I mean, yeah. I do it too, but not with fish sticks. Not with fish you sticks. You do it with like king crab legs and scallops. Yeah, yeah. I ate all but one of lobster these and realized this, they've gone bad. Yes, this lobster tail is not very inviting. Exactly. Uh, okay, so my uh, just stop it is uh, this happened to me um, the other day. You know, you see, this happens to all of us. You go to your local store. You see somebody coming in the front door, and now you've got a judgment call to make. They're about seven steps away. Do I hold the door for them or not? Mm. And you're like you're at the danger zone here because if you don't hold the door, it looks like you might be kind of a jerk. So I hold the door the other day, probably ten steps away. You know? I hold the door, I'm like looking around. He's taking his sweet time. He's on his phone. He walks right in. And he doesn't say thank you. Oh, no, thank you. I just held the door. Now, listen, I'm not performing CPR on the man. I'm not uh, defibrillating him or anything like that. I get it. You're not saving his life, you know. I'm not saving his life. I'm not fixing a flat tire. But if somebody does something nice for you, for heaven's sake, say thank you. (laughs) Just stop it. Get off your... Oh, here's the other one. Don't be on your phone. When you cross the street, texting. That, oh, I yeah, that that's all the time. And they, like, that's annoying. That is annoying. Uh, like, I'm at the stop sign trying to go, and they're on their phone. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, come on. I got places to be. You know, are you probably playing Candy Crush anyway. Put it in your pocket. Wait until you're driving down the road like everybody else. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, uh, double. Just stop it. Say Dang. thank you. Don't. So, yeah, I saw a meme once like that, Chris, and it had someone right by the door, yeah. and it said polite, yeah. you know, holding yeah. the door. Yeah. And then it had someone a little bit too far away, and it said awkward. Yeah. And then it had someone really, really far away, and it said Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but I, somebody opens the door for you, just say thank you. Yeah. Don't be on your phone during a crosswalk situation. Ladies and gentlemen, we're just trying to help give practical tools. so that right. practical uh, teaching. This here. is practical teaching from Jonah to saying thank you, to pranking. I think we've covered the gambit of everything in life today. I agree. Yeah, yeah, we have. All right. There's I nothing more to say. No, mm-hmm. except that I've waited four months for a sleep apnea machine. If you have one you're not using, just bring it to the church. Please send it <laughs> to Pastor Chris. Can't sleep. All right. P.O. Box. Yeah, P.O. Box. <laughs> 7 is 780 North Sun Drive, Lake Mary, Florida. <laughs> All right, guys. That's going to do it for today for Matthew. For Blakeius, for me, Christopher. We will see you next time on Something to Talk About.